Today, $70 billion of Christians' money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI, faith-based investing with Anthony Wright. God's not dead, he's surely alive. This is Faith-Based Investing. I'm Tom Levine with my good friend Anthony Wright. And Anthony's in Tennessee, but he serves all 50 states. Anthony, how are you today? Doing great, Tom. It's good to be with you, and I hope you're doing well. Hope your lovely family's doing well. It's going great. We're looking forward to doing a little traveling over a few days later on this summer, and looking forward to that. But otherwise, just enjoying our hometown. Anthony, um, I wanted to just dive in a little bit and ask you about... You've counseled a lot of married couples over the years about money in Christian environments and elsewhere. People who are thinking of getting married, what are some of the common money mistakes that take people out, that cause problems for relationships, problems that people can avoid? A lot of times it's, it's lack is, is a big one that really creates a lot of stress on a marriage. And that could be lack of planning. It could be you get to the end of the month and you have more month than you do paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's it's lack in a lot of different ways, lack of planning. So when that happens, it creates a lot of marital stress because finances is right up there next to oxygen. I mean, you have to have money to function and live in this in this world, right? It's it's the love of money is the root of all evil, not money. It's the love of money. It's not wrong to have money. It's wrong to love money. So it's it's remember that and let that sink in. It's uh, it's the love of money. So just ask yourself if your money has you and your money controls you, then you might have the love of money. But as long as the money don't have you, then then it's okay to have money because you, you've got to be able to buy groceries. You have to be able to pay your bills. So you lay a dollar bill, uh, even a $100 bill down on the ground. That money is harmless. That, that, that money, it's who picks up that $100 bill determines if that money becomes harmful or harmless. So don't think of it as having money is wrong. You should plan, and you should have enough money to pay your bills, and you should not get to the end of the month and be so stressed out that it's creating marital issues. So I would have to say that I, lack is the number one thing that I see that creates marital issues. Well, thank you for sharing that, and I know that that background is something that our listeners are really going to appreciate because you have that heart for people who love God, who want to do things right with their money, and that changes everything. Faith-based investing is really designed to help Christian families bring their investments in line with biblical principles. Proverbs 14.26, Anthony says, He who fears the Lord has a secure foundation, and for his children it will be a refuge. So you've talked about how it's possible to guarantee that our listeners are not going to run out of money. What kind of financial tools do you use to help make that happen? Well, there's two or three different tools that we use. One is a guaranteed withdrawal benefit. It's a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. And it's it's based upon the concept of a pension. So once you turn on that income and start drawing that monthly paycheck, it's going to come every single month, all the way until you draw your last breath. And 
you know, I have some clients now that are in in their 90s and they're they're really beginning to slow down and they just don't spend as much money anymore. And they're just like, Anthony, isn't there any way you can stop this money? I don't need it. It's just it's just (laughs) piling up. I don't need it. I don't spend it. So it's going to continue as long as you're breathing, and and it'll never stop. And and I mean, just to give an example of the folks that are listening today, I'm just going to give a real quick analogy so they can kind of wrap their head around it. So th- this is an example. This is for example purposes only, mm-hmm. demonstration purposes only. But if you had a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and at the beginning of every year in January, you went and withdrew $10,000, and that's what you're going to live on that year. Ten years into it, you're what? You're broken broke. out of money, right? Yeah. yeah. So what the guaranteed lifetime withdrawal does is you get to year 11. Now, technically, you're out of money. Not with the guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. Even though your account went to zero, January next year, you're going to get another ten grand. Jerry in January the next year, you're going to get another 10 grand. And you say, Anthony, how's that possible? Because the account went to zero. Now I'm $20,000 more than I put in the account. That is exactly right. That's the way it works. And if you live 10 more years, it'll keep paying $10,000 every January. It's a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit. And it's our job as the investment advisor to get you to that point as fast as we can get you there where you're living on the money of that guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit, not just living on your own money. This is Anthony Wright. This is the program Faith-Based Investing. We really appreciate you joined us today. And you can learn about us at BibleSafeInvesting.com, BibleSafeInvesting.com. And if you want to download Anthony's free book, you can do that at the website right now. So, Anthony... Talk a little bit about why it's important for people to seek out a fiduciary instead of just anybody who's hung a shingle out uh, flapping in the breeze. Yeah, good question there. The reason you want fiduciary is because it sets the standard for you. you, It's actually federal law. You must do what's in the best interest of the client. Mm -hmm. If you don't, and if they can prove that you didn't, you're going to serve prison time. I mean, it's serious. So you have to do what's in the best interest of the client. And once you do that, then you're using and operating in that fiduciary capacity. If you go to somebody that just hangs a shingle that says, I'm a financial advisor, well, they may be nothing more than an insurance salesman. Not that there's anything wrong with insurance. It's just that they don't carry that fiduciary responsibility. They're, they're just a salesperson. It's the same way with somebody that carries a, a 63. They, they just sell mutual funds, right? Or a yeah. Series 6, they just sell variable annuities. So all you're dealing with there is a salesperson. Now, when you get to a Series 66, you get to a Series 65, now you're dealing with an investment advisor that has passed that fiduciary. So now they have to operate from a fiduciary standard and the security exchange, the SEC, and FINRA is going to hold their feet to the fire and make sure that they do what's in the best interest of the client. Anthony, uh, we have just a couple of minutes before our break here. Um, just changing subjects a little bit. 
there's been a big shift in the American economy. I don't know if you want to comment on this or not, but Amazon and Walmart keep growing their business and their sales through home deliveries. Um, we get things delivered to our front door and our dogs lose their minds because someone's coming to the front door to deliver something and uh, the UPS driver gives them, a, gives them a dog bone, so they're really motivated. But anyway, it seems like a lot of brick and mortar stores, conversely, they are closing their doors. Does this mean that commercial real estate's a bad investment now? And what do you think the economy is going to look like in the future as far as the way we buy things? Well, that's really a good question. And, you know, to your point, we receive so many boxes now. We, <laughs> of course, you should I, invest I in boxes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I live in Tennessee and I've got a, I've got a, you know, nice size farm. So we, we have a fire pit, a burn pit, and we burn all the hours every week. But if I had to, if I had to break those down and recycle them and put them in a recycle bin, I'd, I'd fill it up just in boxes. So, uh, but look, does that mean that commercial real estate's a bad investment? No, absolutely not. Now I wouldn't go overboard crazy with, with commercial real estate, but it doesn't mean it's a bad investment. It, it just means that there's certain retail stores that maybe you don't want to sign long-term agreements with, mm -hmm. but commercial real estate is also classified as multifamily housing. Okay. You know, like apartments and condos and things like that, senior living facilities, right? The insurance pays the bill on those. So it, it, there's commercial real estate is not a bad investment. Um, I would be careful with it, yes. I would not put 100% of my portfolio in it, no. But I might put 5 to 10% in, in real estate, commercial real estate. I would probably put 10% in precious metals, commodities. Um, commodities is because gold and silver has never hit zero, mm -hmm. even in Jesus' day. You know, Judas betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver, whatever it was, 40 pieces of silver. And so silver and gold has always had value and will always continue to have value. You say, well, Anthony, do you help us buy gold, physical gold? Yeah, I, I do. We buy physical gold, not just gold stocks. Also, commodities, you know, food, corn, soybeans, wheat, all right? All that's going to be around. People, it doesn't matter how bad the economy gets. People have to buy that. So we're really about diversification and having a good diversified portfolio, not as much about, you know, stay away from commercial real estate. It's bad. No, uh, there's some things I don't, I don't think you'd want to go out here and sign a 10-year lease or 20-year lease with a, with a retail store because the retail stores are all going online and they're having a hard time right now. That that much is is true. You you hit the nail right square on the head. Um, but there's other things under commercial real estate that we can do. Right, right. And not to camp out here too long, but uh, I've heard some stories of people who got in trouble uh, with uh, real estate investment trusts. Um, yeah, those REITs. And and I know we're I know the clock is counting down, so I'll be yeah. quick. If 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 we put anybody in a REIT at all, we will do a publicly traded REIT. Don't ever get involved in a in a privately held REIT because you'll never get your money back. I'm just telling you, in my opinion and in my experience of 15 years in this industry, private REITs take people's money. They promise a high dividend. They promise a high yield. And sometimes they pay a high yield. But as far as calling them up and getting your money back, what you're going to be told is they have to find a buyer. 
and finding that buyer is not always <laughs> easy. So if you're going to do a REIT, make sure it's a publicly traded REIT so you can sell it on the stock exchange. We're talking to Anthony Wright about your family finances. And literally last week, I was sitting at the kitchen table with my wife, and I like the old-fashioned way of opening up your statement. So you send me a statement of how our family finances are doing. I opened it up. Uh, it was right before dinner, and I was so pleased with the response. I mean, that's our experience. Past performance is no guarantee in your case of future gains, but, but it has been so good. And I want our listeners to experience that. Um, you can go to the website and learn more about Anthony and faith-based investing. And uh, it's right there for you at biblesafeinvesting.com. We're going to take a quick pause and be back with more with Anthony right after this. You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. Have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Most Christians just don't understand that the money they save for retirement usually helps fund the abortion industry and other liberal anti-family causes. But did you know that with just a few minutes of your time, we can screen and clean your investments at no cost to you. It's absolutely complimentary. Just go to the website right now, download a free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing, it's free as well. You deserve to know the truth as the investor. Then the choice is yours. You can keep doing what you're doing or you can line up your investments and life savings with your beliefs. We are fiduciary investment advisors. You can feel good about investing with confidence. So learn more now. Go to BibleSafeInvesting.com or call me at 931-RETIRED. Your free book is waiting for you. Go to BibleSafeInvesting.com and be sure that you listen to Faith-Based Investing this weekend right here on Family Talk. You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. We're in our final segment of today's edition of Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. And I just have to ask you, if you are a Christian or part of a Christian family, do your investments align with what you believe? Does the money that you invest in, do those companies then take your money and give it to places that do abortions and produce pornography? A lot of that is produced here in, in California, where I am, sadly. Alternative lifestyles, alcohol, gaming, tobacco industry. Maybe you don't want to invest in those things, and I expect that you don't. Well, Anthony makes it clean and simple to clean and screen your investments, and we're going to talk more about that. Anthony, some of our listeners have their own businesses. They work for themselves. Are there ways that you can help those folks? Yes, is the short answer. And <laughs> in most occasions, we can help the small business owner a lot better than we can help the individual that's just working and you know tucking away 5 to 10% of their income in a 401k, an IRA, or a Roth. Because the IRA and the 401k and the Roth, they're going to have a limit, and that's all they can put in there. So with small business owners, we have some, some tools in our tool, bag, in our tool bag that we're able to take that, that cap off the limit. So, I mean, I, I, have some, I have some small business owners that they put $350,000 a year in their retirement plan, and, and wow. that's, that's because they spent their their early years raising their children and paying their paying their kids way through college there's absolutely nothing wrong with that 
But then when the kids get a job and then they get gone, they say, well, what do I do with all this money now? Because I don't have a retirement plan. And when you have 10 years, let's just say you're 50 years old, 55, some, you know, somewhere right in there. Well, 10 years is about all you're going to be able to tuck money away. So at 7,500 a year, which is the limit for an IRA, and I, and I think that's the catch-up amount. I think it's uh, it's only like 6500 a year if it's not catch-up. So that's only $65,000 in 10 years. That's not going to give you a retirement. So we have some really awesome tools in our tool belt for small business owners, and they're, they're, they're pretty cool. We can do a lot better stuff with, with them than we can just our traditional IRA. Anthony, I know a little bit about your family, and you've got some young people coming up in your family. Um, you probably hear people talk about this all the time. What can young people do if, if they're having trouble getting into the home buying market? And is mortgage debt unbiblical? No, mortgage debt's not unbiblical. Um, you know, mortgage debt is one of those things that I call smart debt, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have to live somewhere, so why in the world would you pay rent and just light a match to your money? Yeah, pay somebody else's mortgage. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you had to, look, for a year or two years, that's fine. You do what you have to do. You know, my wife and I built a brand new home because we sold the one that we lived in and we had to go somewhere. So we rented a town home for a year and a half to two years while they built our house. Mm -hmm. But that was a temporary um, inconvenience to a solution. We obviously knew we were building our dream home and we obviously knew that it was going to take a couple of years to build it. And we went ahead and sold the one we lived in. So, you know, we had a plan and knew ultimately we were not going to live in a townhome forever. So if that's your plan, that's fine. But look, don't feel guilty. Don't feel bad to go out and buy a mortgage because you're going to pay that mortgage. And what you owe is, is going to cause the, the note that you owe against that property to come down and decline because you're paying it off with every, every single monthly payment. And the market is going to drive your real estate up. Hopefully, <laughs> sometimes real estate goes down, yeah, but hopefully it goes up. So real estate is actually a, a, a smart debt. It's, it's not a bad debt. Very good. You know, uh, not long ago, Vanguard announced that they're just not going to plan to follow the guidelines on ESG that so many big organizations committed themselves to. You know, environmental, social, and corporate governance. And what is that all about, and does that affect what you and your clients do? It doesn't really affect us, no. Um, you know, it's just all about, you know, that's all about being kind of a part of the woke movement. It's yeah. all about forcing corporations to go along with that stuff. So um, it doesn't affect us because we, we stay away from it. We, we also screen our investors for that stuff. So if we catch a corporation in our portfolio supporting the woke movement, we, we will pull them out of our portfolio. Very good. You know, it's, it's so great to be able to talk about our family finances with someone who has an understanding of where you come from a biblical perspective. Um, how do you help people have some advantages as far as tax advantages in retirement? Well, tax advantages is you know one of those things that can be done while you're living. It's one of those things that can be done when you pass. 
it it really depends on what type of tax advantage plan you're trying to do. So one tax advantage is you can do a Roth IRA. That means you're going to pay the tax now. But when you retire, you're going to have a, a tax-free retirement. So you know, that's one tax advantage. You can either have a tax-free retirement or you can defer the taxes now on your tax return. And then you're going to get the benefit of that right now because you're going to write it off. But when you retire, then you're going to have to pay taxes on that retirement money. I have that issue a lot with uh, with the Dave Ramsey clients that listens to Dave a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave's a great guy, lives here in Tennessee, close to me. Um, I like Dave. I don't have no problems with Dave. But they come to me and they'll say, well, we got all of our debt paid off. And then they'll, they'll hand me a... 401k or an IRA statement. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you're not out of debt. And sometimes they get offended and they're like, yes, we are. And I'm like, no, you're not because you owe 30% of this money right here to the IRS. Right. So don't forget that you're taking advantage of it on the front end by writing it off on your taxes. But when it comes retirement time, you're going to owe that money to Uncle Sam and they're going to get it. There's so much to think about, and that's why we want you to have a plan with an expert. Anthony is a fiduciary. That's what you need to be looking for when it comes to overseeing and helping you with your family finances as you head toward retirement. How long will you live and how much money will you need to live comfortably until you pass away? Well, if you knew the exact answer, then planning for lifetime income would be a lot easier, right? But you don't, and so that's why you need some professional help from someone like Anthony. Uh, now, we've talked a little bit about faith-based investing and how we don't want our investments to, uh, um, to support things like abortions and pornography and alternative lifestyles and tobacco and alcohol and gaming, the, those industries. Talk a little bit about what the good faith-based investing funds are doing with their money. Good faith-based companies will build orphanages. They will build churches. They will be on the front lines of developing cures for different disease diseases they do they they will drill water wells they they will help uh widows i mean i know some of these companies that take a percentage of their earnings and it's amazing what they do they they'll they'll buy a home and absolutely gift it to a lady that lost her husband in a war wow. uh, they will they will just gift it to her. Your your husband got killed in a war. Here's your brand new home. It's amazing. I mean, I know I know people that build houses to to house orphans so that the orphans, the little children, will have homes to live in. Uh, feed they feed the poor. They feed anybody that needs help. I mean, we could just go on and on and on about the good things that they do. They pay they pay off people's doctor bills. I mean, there's, there's, there's just, I could sit here and go on and on and on. Christmas time, you'll hear like people's layaway getting paid off. You'll hear about, you'll hear about people's electric bills getting paid, water bills getting paid. And that's what the good companies are doing with their money. Well, if you want to be part of that, go to the website. It couldn't be simpler when we screen and clean our investments. My total time involved in making that happen was about 15 minutes. Anthony's team did everything else. And you can do that very easily at the website, which is BibleSafeInvesting.com. 
One final thing, Anthony, um, we're almost out of time, but you said that education is a major part of the service you provide to your clients. Now, we've seen that, but how do you educate people? We do several ways. I mean, we have seminars, we have public events, we have a newsletter we send out, we, we educate through emails, we're constantly sending text messages to you know, call in with current updates. So we do a lot of different things to, to educate our clients. Go to the website, biblesafeinvesting.com. We have a couple of uh, free offers for you, absolutely no obligation, where you can download Anthony's latest book. It's called Faith-Based Investing, and you can download it. It's free at the website. You can schedule your 15-minute complimentary no-obligation meeting with Anthony, and it really is no obligation. Uh, his team at Faith-Based Investing is committed to taking you to and through retirement, and we'll just leave with Psalm 35, which says, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 35:27. You found it. This is Faith-Based Investing. Anthony, thank you so much, my friend, for everything you've done. Well, thank you, Tom. And it's always good to be on the air with you. And thanks to all the listeners. Pick up the phone and call 931-RETIRED and go to the website, which is biblesafeinvesting.com. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen and clean your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright.